0: I'm Shannon Payne. I'm Elizabeth Taylor. I was about to call myself Elizabeth Taylor. I mean, I guess <laughs> that would be uh, delightful. They can't see us, <laughs> so true. you can say you're whoever know you, know, you want to be. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> and me too. <laughs> <laughs> what a good way to start this, you guys. We're in a, we're in a, we're in a great place. <laughs> I am so excited about this, though. This has been yeah. a really like. This has been fun to research and overwhelming like at the same time. So, if you're following the schedule we laid out for you today is all about the tropes in romance novels and how that's gone. Uh, I mean, they're, the girls on Etsy are making full sticker sets oh. so you can buy your favorite tropes to stick on your water <laughs> bottle. It's a whole damn I thing. I might have to buy us a set so we can have them. Absolutely. Mm. And I mean, you truly start to define yourself by I'm the kind of girl who likes to read this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. This week I was like, oh, yeah, that, that one's me. <laughs> If I have to search paranormal romance on Audible one more fucking time, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so great. Oh, my God. I'm going to start out this episode not going in, not necessarily going into tropes, but going into tropes. There was this really good article on org, and it was by a man named Dino. It is spelled music, but there are a lot of little like umlauts and things to make it. I don't know how to pronounce oh, it. Cool, Dino. Mm-hmm. So Dino's pretty awesome. So I'm going to read from him. It goes without saying that today's production of popular literature is dominated by genre-specific literature. Often audiences seek out works of a particular genre because they know what to expect. This behavior also leads to the rise of genre-specific authors whom audiences seek out expecting similar work to the one that they had read previously. Such narratives are driven by easily definable story structures commonly referred to as tropes, which are often portrayed as negative and unimaginative. Unimaginative in contrast with the originality of classics. Writing a novel or a script that utilizes tropes in interesting ways is becoming progressively more difficult. In a sense, it's an entirely different skill set from traditional writing. I think that's fascinating because trope we get tropes from classic literature. Right. Like they were so it was a novel situation then, but now it's like A novel situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I did so good. It was, so good. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it. It's hard as you progress through time to say, I have this completely new construct. I have this completely new idea. Right. Because there's nothing new under the right. sun. Not, not at this point. We've pretty much covered it all. But what can be new is how you portray it and how you, mm-hmm. how you utilize it in a new and creative way. Absolutely. That's the big situation. I mean, we're still seeing Avengers movies. 100%. Like, it, it, we're down for tropes. Absolutely. We... Are so in love with tropes. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I learned about tropes in like the same semester as my professor started learning the word, using the word mythos. Mm -hmm. And when they would talk about like the Christian mythos at the time, I was Christian and I was like so offended. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, uh, none of these words are derogatory. No. They're just (laughs) ways to categorize things. Absolutely, (laughs) Don't let them hurt your feelings. No, they should not. It's not worth it. Uh, So before we really, really delve into the romance novel specifically, I really wanted to kind of pronounce the difference between literary tropes in general and then what genre tropes are in particular, just because for me, it was an important distinction to understand. Sure. So the concept of literary trope dates back to our clear favorite time in history, ancient Greece. Love it. (laughs) Love it. So you guys it's a new season structure but uh some things stay the same <laughs> same, old, same old same old same old these alike. bitches and their ancient greek and their obsession with etymology <laughs> can't stop won't can't stop. stop won't ever stop Mm-mm. for the infamous trope roots are found in the ancient greek word tropos and its verb form chapane is that how you say it lady anastasia <laughs> <from> the- <laughs> that's how you say it <laughs> but this basically translates into things like to turn to direct to alter to change which is exactly the action that tropes were meant to take mm-hmm. they're used to take literal language and manipulate it in ways that make it mean something completely different using mechanisms that every high school English teacher made sure we had drilled in our heads. Yep. <laughs> think metaphors, think analogies, hyperbole, irony. That That is the original interpretation of a trope. That's mm-hmm. the original intent of what that word was. Um, and while these tropes are absolutely important devices in literature and are definitely regularly found in the romance novel world. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily the definition of trope we're talking about today. Necessarily. I think we could Venn diagram a lot of them. No, they definitely intersect. Or like um, all convertibles, all Corvettes aren't convertibles, but some convertibles are Corvettes. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) Like, like they are definitely intersectional. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. Um... So let's get into genre tropes, because that's where pop culture has really taken the word trope and run with it. Um, so this trope is more connected to the plot devices used or the theme generally that a book is going to follow. Mm-hmm. Plot it, device is probably a way more accurate way yeah, to define it. <laughs> I think that's a really the best way. Yeah. It gives us a basic roadmap for how a story is going to play out without necessarily giving away all the particulars you know generally what's going to happen when it's a Mm -hmm. friends to lovers situation and I'm not mad about it absolutely (laughs) not it's it's a great starting point that just helps you make sense of the whole situation in general which Uh, I'm on board for and if you don't want to know what's coming you don't have to know right like, it's, it's still optional. It's not, it's not the law that we have to tell you no. <laughs> the tropes involved before you read. Absolutely not. Usually, yeah. Usually you can read it from the basic synopsis, but mm-hmm. sometimes you can surprise yourself and just not know in general. So like we talked about before, most of us hear the word trope. And immediately our brains translate it in the most pejorative of fashions, <laughs> saying these plot devices are tired, overused, unoriginal, or that the author is either lazy or just completely unoriginal in thought. Um, But in reality, it's just about how an author incorporates that trope that can make it or break it and make it successful. Absolutely. So I'm going to read a quote from Evie Alexander. She's an author. And I found this really fun article from her just about how to use tropes, why tropes are great, where you can see pitfalls. It was she was an interesting read. Uh, The first issue with tropes is when they are used with a heavy hand. So if we have the friends to lovers trope with no explanation as to why they are friends and what makes their relationship a success then simply calling them friends and having them get drunk and make out isn't going to cut it. They have to have more to their relationship than the one point of connection of a trope which is true if you can't focus at all on the trope Mm -hmm. so how do writers go about using tropes to enhance rather than hinder their writing tck publishing provides us three simple rules to follow to ensure success oh thanks i love a rule i love a rule and three's easy Mm -hmm. i can do this so one make sure it actually fits your story Fair, fair. Yes. You can't have, there's only one bed in the inn if nobody's going to an inn. Right. Doesn't really work out very <laughs> well. Use tropes to enhance the story and draw your audience in rather than building the entire story around the trope itself. Um, after this, editing is key. Sure, an author should be familiar with all the tropes available out there in the genre, but maybe don't stick all of them in your story. <laughs> That could get pretty intense. Editing, people editing, which I say because personal experience editing. (laughs) Kill your darlings and all that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this is Evie again. Tropes should serve your story, not the other way around. What is most important in your story are your characters, the relationship between them, and the journey they go on. Which is true. Mm -hmm. Number two, try subverting a popular trope. So, yes, a a trope can be a roadmap for us. It can tell us what we can expect generally from a story. But what if you take that trope, flip it on its head and completely alter what we were expecting in the first place? So for me, like Gone Girl. Yes. (sighs) That was the biggest situation of I was so convinced that I knew what was happening Mm -hmm. going into that. You didn't. You had no idea. Have I told you uh, the thing Seth says about Gone Girl? I want to know. Whenever I say, what movie do you want to watch? He says, I would like to watch Gone Girl for the first time. <laughs> he would really like the experience of that big flip blew us, out, but both of our minds. Mm-hmm. But he loved the experience of that. He would like to watch Gone Girl again for the first time. It was a whole thing. Yeah. It like... The mindfuck that happened. So much bigger than the sixth sense. 100%. <laughs> just, she what? Oh, my God. <laughs> She's crazy. Holy shit. And then I couldn't decide because, you know, the cool girl speech that she gives. Yeah. I'm like, I I am obsessed with her and I hate her. It's a problem that I am so obsessed with it her. It was like in my gut. I was just torn. Uh-huh. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> what a good one. Oh. I still think about that all the time. Oh, yeah. All the time. All right. Rule number three is you need to embrace tropes because the world of literature has been around for centuries. Yeah. (laughs) So whether you like it or not, somebody's probably already used some device that you think is going to be novel. It's not it's it's been there. The odds are if you come up with one that you think is brand new, you just don't know where it's from. Like right. someone else has Some, probably used it before. 100%. So just And a, that's not bad. No, absolutely not. It's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. We have tropes for a reason. And we're all humans doing right. human stuff. We're yeah. bound to repeat ourselves. We we tend to do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yes, tropes are just fine. So here's where we're going to <laughs> into the brain of Shannon a little bit. I love it in there. I don't know if if you should. (laughs) (laughs) Too late now. (laughs) I'm sorry in advance. (laughs) So research these last few weeks, you guys, has been um, overwhelming (laughs) for this topic. There are so many romance novel tropes oh yeah um so there are so many articles like the sheer volume of articles was ridiculous of just (laughs) lists of trope and each of them were like 150 to 200 plus tropes that's a lot how do you talk about that (laughs) i don't know how do you even read through the whole list (laughs) i don't know i did i read through so many (laughs) it's an intense situation So with all of that being said, there is absolutely no way that I can uh, talk to you guys about all of them. But I have put together some categories that I feel like a lot of them fit into. I'm so excited. Liz and I can kind of play off of each other and come up with ones that fit the bill. (laughs) Because there's so many. Okay, first one is the obvious one. Everyone starts out as friends. (laughs) (laughs) It's the friends become lovers. It's the like, I was thinking about this the other day. Do you remember when everybody used to make marriage pacts? Yeah. (laughs) If we're not married by the time we're 30, we marry each other. (laughs) I don't know anyone who did that. Who got I, married. It was a thing in, like, so many... I don't know anyone who did either, but it was, like, everywhere. Like, I remember being in Friends. I remember it being yeah. in, like, so many different shows of, like, yeah. these marriage pacts. And uh, there's definitely a lot of uh, romance novels where they just did it to be, like, you're my safety net. But, oh, turns out... We actually love you so we much. we actually love each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Um It's a, there were a bunch that I found where, like, friends were pretending to be in a relationship when they go home for the holidays. So many of those. So fake, many Fake those. wedding dates. 100%. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, high school reunion dates. Mm-hmm. My ex-boyfriend's going to a thing where you be my new boyfriend oh, yep. for pretend dates. And then we just figure out that we're so good together. <laughs> like, oh when my you God, pretend, kiss us. somebody, and then you like it. You think we should kiss for real. We should just kiss a lot more. (laughs) It's fine. It'll be great. Yeah. So that is, there's so many out there that fit that kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. Again, I can't talk about all of them. (laughs) Okay. This one is very related. Everyone starts out as enemies. These are my favorite. I love them so much. I love like the enemies to lovers trope. I so think, much. I think it started with Pride and Prejudice. 100%. That and, is where it started for me. And now it's just like the disdain I have for a person makes me think I'm going to fall in love with them mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. That's the only way this happens. Like, that's I'm suspicious about how much situation. I hate you. <laughs> 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 it makes me think we're going to fall in love. I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> what is that thing Nick Miller says? Stop being so mean to me. I'm going to fall in love with you. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Sucker I, for it. 100%. That should not be the one I'm a sucker for. I don't understand why. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh. I really think it's Pride and Prejudice. It's gotta be. I I think that's what it is for me. <laughs> that just, the heat behind that mm-hmm. was a thing. It's sexy as hell. Absolutely. Yeah. Good Lord. Um, so this is also like, I saw a bunch where two rivals at work go on a work trip together and are forced to to spend more time, and they're like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. We're actually. We realized that our, our hateful banter was flirting all the time. It way was long. super flirty the whole time. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. This one's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry in advance. In a family way. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Yes. This does include the step-sibling situation, and I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. I am sorry no. do not know which one of you made that such a big deal in I the internet. I don't know. Whoever it was, I... You've got some splaining to do. You've got some splaining to do, because... It's you, everywhere now. I, it's all over the place. And of all the things I could think to have all over the place. Not I don't know if one. I would have voted for I, that. I think that one could go away. <laughs> <laughs> which I'll talk about ones that should go away later <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so this does include that but it also includes much more innocent <laughs> tropes? <laughs> I don't I don't know how to say it um so like a widowed mom navigating love and dating as a new single mother mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or um sudden unexpected pregnancy after a one night stand and the two parents coming together for that and then realizing this worked out perfectly we're we're all in love or the very famous one, family forbidden love, and the Romeo Juliet star crossed lovers variety. They're, the way that they do that one over and over again mm-hmm. is, I, I, I kind of like it, even though I hate Romeo and Juliet. Right, <laughs> like <laughs> our families are mortal enemies, and like, oh, oh shit, you're gonna fall in love. Things are about to get real. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part in a romance novel where I'm like, they're gonna fall in love. You just, you, there's always that moment where you just see the transition. Like it just, it goes from like, mm-hmm. they didn't see it, they didn't see it, or they didn't want it. And then all of a sudden it's like, bam. It's so good. It's there. It's subtle, but it's there. I love it. Oh, I love it. Speaking of which, blind to love. Mm hmm. Which is really just where everybody sees it, but the two people don't. Yeah. Or like one of them sees it, the other one doesn't. Um, it's it's pretty obvious. Um, I don't know that there's much more to add to that one, but it was there were a lot of a lot of those. It goes along with a lot of the slow burns. Yes. Like it gets it gets more and more intense, but they don't really know what's going on, mm-hmm. and then until suddenly, bursts into flames. You didn't see my. Hand flame, but it was there. It was really good, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> if we someday, someday, you guys will get to see it. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage before a love connection. Oh yeah. So of course, arranged marriages, which is fine, great, whatever. Or it can be the runaway bride. Or this can refer to a wild Vegas weekend leading to a Vegas wedding to a complete stranger. Yes. And then as they're about to get the wedding annulled, they're like, oh, shit, no, I like you. We're Mm -hmm. staying together. I've had several. uh, You have to get married in order to receive your inheritance. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot. You have to get married because your reputation is garbage. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, they're all good. There's there's a whole lot of them. So, yes, not just arranged marriage. There's more nuance to that situation. Mm Mm-hmm. You have to get married to pay off your father's debts. Oh, yeah. That one's a little gross. That one's a little gross, but it's there. Yeah. 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 That's a situation that exists. It brings in a lot of my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody hates those. It makes me laugh because Brian says that to me all the time as a joke. It's <laughs> get your hands off my wife. My wife. <laughs> So good. It's so good. <laughs> I, love, I love that man so much. Mm, mm. He's very lovable. That's true. Oh, I saw an ad today for a shirt like a you know his little button-ups mm-hmm. that had teeny tiny Millennium Falcons on it. No. I have to find the link and send no. it to you. Oh, that's amazing. Brian has the cutest shirts with teeny tiny little things on them and when you get up close it's like a it's like a party piñata. Yeah, like it just looks like it's like a like a polka like, dot situation yeah, like on a the nice shirt. Yeah, shirt. And it's something silly when you get up close. I love his style so he, much. Me too. So much. He's such a charming dude. He really is. Oh, my God. He looks like he hosts a very popular trivia night on Tuesdays. Oddly enough. <laughs> wild. <laughs> he's he's there right now as we speak. What are the odds? While we're recording, not while you're listening. Right. That's true. Unless that's, you're listening on a Tuesday night. Then maybe. <laughs> Go to trivia instead of listening to us, and then go listen to us after. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Forced proximity. Don't hate them. Mm, I'm I'm not against this one either. There's only one bed. Um, You're stuck I'm in, in a cabin. witness protection. Yeah, those ones so Snowed much. Snowden in a cabin. Snowden in a cabin. I'm a sucker for those Hallmark movies. I love it every single time. In the time. Christmas lodge. Yeah, and somehow Santa. Yeah, always. <laughs> of course. Forced proximity is a God fun, damn. fun, fun one. Our it's... car broke down and we have to walk all the way home. Yeah. Uh, mm. What's the one? Um, um, my wife is too busy to plan the wedding, so I have to go to all the wedding planning things with you. Yep. Mm. So good. It's so good. It's so <laughs> good. I. Why do I like the ones that I like, Liz? Uh, there's no telling. I don't, and because again, it's kind of like Seth said. I wouldn't like this in real life. I love... Are you going to do Grumpy Sunshine? That one is... um, Like the Opposites Attract situation. I love those ones. Mm. And I don't get it. Yeah. why would I want to hang out with someone who was just cranky all the time? No. I like the idea of being the sunlight in your life. That's it. (laughs) I want to (laughs) be the one spot of happiness. (laughs) Yep. It all revolves around me. Yeah. Mm. Like, you're the sun... I'm a sunflower. <laughs> we rotate together. It's beautiful. That's all I'm looking for. Seth's mm-hmm. <laughs> the least grumpy person I know. <laughs> it's true though. <laughs> That's the most true when comment. When we were dating, Seth got sick and uh, I wanted to be helpful in some way. Uh-huh. He just wanted to sit on the couch with like a blanket over his head uh-huh. and get Gatorade. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I don't understand this version of you. It's all quiet and still. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. Are you broken? What is happening? And then, I mean, he slept for two days and he was fine. He, oh. So I think his battery died. That's <laughs> fair. He just had to get plugged back in. <laughs> he needed some electrolytes and a blankie mm. and he was solid. That's fair. Still, not grumpy. Just quiet. Just quiet. <laughs> <sighs> I wish I, I needed to learn how he does this. Uh, I think it's because all of his anger comes out at four-way stops. Mine does, too, though, but I still. <sighs> <laughs> if we're on the phone and he suddenly gets fully furious, I can guarantee he's at a four-way stop. Mm, that Nothing makes, makes him angry like that. <laughs> you have the right of way. <laughs> Every time. You're not helping. You're hindering the situation for <laughs> all of us. He hates it. I get that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Seth, I understand. I understand. <laughs> <clears throat> Three is a crowd. Ooh. So the iconic love triangle. Two potential suitors enter, only one comes out victorious. Or maybe both, depending on what you're into. <laughs> <laughs> More books now have maybe both, but do you remember... In the early two thousands, it was always the end of the world. Mm-hmm. The girl was always plain, but so special, so special, and kind of awkward. But she didn't know how beautiful she was. Mm-hmm. And two perfect men of opposite kinds were in love with her. Oh. I couldn't. You couldn't. It was. It was Twilight. It was, um, Hunger yeah. Games. Gosh, are there two guys in Divergent?
1: Maybe, no, maybe not. I think
0: there's just one in Divergent. I feel like it happened so much. Oh, it was a constant situation for a while there. Oh, it's even in um, The Throne of Glass in the first book. Oh, in that's the first right. Book. And I was just so frustrated. Like, what? What, what, is, what does this girl have? Right. That these two completely different human beings, entirely perfect in their own way, mm-hmm. are so obsessed with her. Right. Like, I'm sure she's great.
1: But I'm also, sure.
0: how can she be this wonderful and she has no idea? Seriously, though. Has she she walked past a mirror ever? Right. Which, like, this is one of the tropes, so we'll just get it out of the way. The girl who is, like, she's so novel. She's so different. She's the only one. She's not like other girls. She's not like other girls. The only reason I hate that is because it doesn't feel like that's a girl's girl. Right. That's the kind of girl who's like, I don't have many, many friends who are girls. For me, that feeds into a lot of the tropes that I'm going to talk about here in a minute of ones that I think need to be done mm-hmm. um and the reason why is because it makes it i think that's more of a like a, what's the word i'm looking for like a toxic dream of you want this person who's so outcast, like an outcast and you're the one who can save them you're sure, the one who can bring sure. them back in or like maybe they are and it's fiction and it's fine but nobody's really out there alone on their own with their like I have traits that are good and bad that are shared by so many other people. And if you are, come over. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Like, no. if anybody told you that being kind of a tomboy meant you couldn't have friends who were girls, they were wrong. Come over. They were 100% wrong. If they told you that if you liked to do outside stuff or fix things or didn't know how to do your makeup, that you couldn't have friends that were girls, they were wrong. Please come over. Please come over. Like, there is room for all the girls here. 100%. All the time. Always. <sighs> destined to be together i love these i do too it's the <laughs> star crossed lovers it's soulmates i you can't help it you can't the thing that i like probably the most about it is it seems like the the guy knows first mm-hmm. And what is more romantic than a sure deal? Mm, like, right? a, like a guy who just knows you're it for him, right? Like that—the amount of security, right? I'm a safety girl, personally, 100. <laughs> same. And he's just like, you're the only one for me forever. I've been alive for 700 years, and it's just—and <laughs> it's just you. <laughs> Be like sold. Uh-huh. Perfect. <laughs> that feels like a deal. Absolutely, I'm on board. <laughs> I love it. I. Like, we we had a whole episode on soulmates mm-hmm. and how, like, how beautiful that concept can be. Their hands zing when they touch. Yes. They're two halves of one body. <laughs> You're my home. You Yes. It's, so beautiful. It's beautiful and I love it. And I'm, this one I'm happy that I love. I'm glad this is one of my. <laughs> this one doesn't make me feel like I should bring it up at therapy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a real. Real (laughs) feel. Oh my god! Uh, I promise we're getting close to the end of this list, but there were so many. No, there's so many. There's so many, all in a day's work. (laughs) I love your titles. (laughs) It was really fun. It was really fun. Oh my gosh! There are so many workplace romance tropes the billionaire boss mm-hmm. um the two coworkers that fall in love while working on a project together we talked about this before like the nanny and the single dad mm-hmm. it's there are so many like this one when i was scrolling through these options was like it would be a whole page of just this absolutely it was why everyone loves a workplace romance <sighs> which no no thank you or, well, I'll send you a recommendation. Are you into a praise situation? Sure. <laughs> I'm in. That's a good one. Okay. <laughs> I, um, I think I just know the reality of this too much. I dated someone from work once upon mm. a time. And the situation isn't as... How many other... Appar- business is everybody's fucking business. Yeah. And how many of us are actually wearing pencil skirts to work? Never... I would, I would, I love a pencil skirt. Right? Everyone looks great in a pencil That's skirt. That's not what we're doing. At my work, you get people in shorts and flip-flops and they haven't clipped their toenails in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> we are not falling in love in the file room. No, absolutely not. So, for me, the fact that it happened in the first place is wild. He's a great guy. He's a delightful person. I'm. He's not the toenail man. No, he's not. He's mm-hmm. I'm. He's he's in a happy, good place, and I'm very happy for him. But overall, my experience at work is mm-mm, mm-mm, no. it's, it's well, nice like, to keep those two parts of your life separated. I, yes, yes, yes. Even though sexy work trips sound fun, I think in reality they're just complicated, and all you get is don't fuck with your health insurance <laughs> and think about workplace <laughs> harassment situations oh maybe risky yeah, yeah risky, that's risky. a risky problematic situation just i my, i have reservations so if you have one a novel that i can read that will bring me into this trope i'm i want to try i want to see it's always risky. <laughs> <laughs> they for sure forget to lock doors. Ah, why would you not? I don't know. Mm. Well, this one's got a home office, so it's okay. That's fair. Well, maybe, I mean, my office place isn't very secure. You could probably lock the door and they could break it. We just had a mirror fall down after it was, like, it was bolted on a wall and it fell down, like, was while it scary? people were in there. It was terrifying. Oh, wow. Yikes. <sighs> we have a whole set. It's a whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> Work tropes, am I right? Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Tragedy leads to love. This is another one that I don't always love, depending on the depiction of it. I do not like a damsel or dude in distress. I read one that gave me bad dreams. Yeah. And it was a... Uh... Your brother's best friend Mm -hmm. was also involved, but the brother had died in a Jeep rollover. okay. And I had bad dreams about crashing Jeeps for like a week. Oh, my God. It fucked me up. Oh, my God. (laughs) It wasn't even like a scary book. It wasn't a graphic scene. They just said that it had happened. (laughs) For some reason, it stuck in my brain real hard. That's fair. (laughs) I didn't like it. I wouldn't like it either. (laughs) Um. So this isn't just damsel in distress. This is like that person has a dark secret in their past that haunts them forever. Or this one was interesting. And I read this a few times. Amnesia causes someone to forget their life and the love interest helps them put the pieces back together. Oh, oh, do you remember when that movie came out with Janning Tatum and. What's her cute face from The Notebook? Oh, 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 Mm. is there a minute They were in a movie, I think it was called The Vow. Yes. And she forgets that she was married to Channing Tatum. Mm. Oh. And I remember thinking it was the funniest joke I'd ever told. But I said, I would forget I was married to Channing Tatum if I could read the Harry Potter books again for the first time. Mm. And I thought it was so funny. <laughs> oh, no. Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. She was is an, mm. so pretty. She is so pretty. I'm such a big fan of her. And she just seems so nice. She really does. Yeah. And she has like really cute moles. Mm -hmm. She's a cutie pie. She is a cutie pie. This one also has one of my personal least favorite tropes of all time. This is called, as I've read it on multiple places and I don't like it, The Too Dumb to Live. So the protagonist, usually female, makes stupid decisions designed to land her in trouble so the hero can save her. Oh, that's upsetting. I hate it. And it was everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I don't like it. Too dumb to live. That sucks. It sucks. <laughs> that's that's the kind of bullshit that needs to go because it's given the rest of us a bad name here. I don't know if I've read one of those. I don't know that I have either, but apparently it's a thing because it was on like so many lists. The book recommenders just know I'm not into that shit, yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't see them. Thank God, because I'm not. We have the basic one of opposites attract. So the bubbly outgoing person and the shy person. We know I dig it. The different social barriers that can happen Two people who want different things from life fall in love. This is Pride and Prejudice rooted also. 100% yeah 100 percent. there's also one that i saw a bunch that i was like this is the shannon specific trope <laughs> a tall person and a short person <laughs> that is very shannon huh? uh-huh. that's a situation that she falls what are you into supposed a lot. to do though <laughs> there's no way around it they're all tall one time my brother like got pretty upset with me and he was like you have no business dating a man over five ten. And I was like, what is happening in your personal life that has brought me into this? I I have no designs on extra tall men in particular. No. (laughs) Sometimes it just happens. (laughs) That's not really how I sign up. No. And you meet a lot of people sitting down. I'm very long-waisted. Yes. I look tall sitting. Mm -hmm. Very short when I stand up. Yes. Stumpy little legs. Bless them. That's why high waisted everything has been such a blessing oh, to me. Thank God, I look a little. I look taller. a little tall today. Like so, the gym outfit that I'm wearing right now. I saw myself in the mirror at the gym, and I was like, "Ooh, you do look taller. Look at your long ass legs." Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Somebody not, take a picture. It's not real. It's just my waist was included in it <laughs> for the win. <laughs> such a good time. <laughs> the last one I'm going to call the bonus round. Ooh. It's the tropes that got their like that go their own way and they don't fit in with a group. So for me, this was like paranormal romance and um, love that only happens because of time travel or retelling, (laughs) like the retelling constantly of fairy tales that we've loved forever, like taking Beauty and the Beast and running with it, taking Cinderella and running with it. Or there's just so many, like there were some that just didn't like feel like they fit in a group. I guess paranormal paranormal could have been its own whole subsection because there's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a lot there's a lot um yeah that's a situation who knew so many people just wanted someone to bite them right that's got to be where that comes from oh, I think we knew back in Dracula right he's <laughs> <It's> been around <laughs> for a bit I think I think we all knew it we were just scared to talk about it I love a a morally gray love interest mm, absolutely and I'm just not super sure well because good life. guy or a bad guy that is life yeah <laughs> it's really not typically like a black and white situation we fall in the middle mm-hmm. mm. okay so there was there was a written article that i read and it was called top 10 romance tropes that need to die already <laughs> and it was written by i love this um pen name right handed w r i t e handed that's so good it's so good <laughs> That's really clever oh my gosh i thought it was <laughs> it's so, so fun. simple and so great right perfect So, thank goodness times change and we generally move on as a society from outdated and harmful ideas about love, romance, woman, the LGBTQ plus communities, on and on and on. And most times literature and its accompanying tropes have adapted with these changes. And Evie comes back into play here. She said, as sexual politics and society changes, so do tropes. Mm Mm-hmm. It feels right. However... (laughs) caveat some really terrible romance tropes have somehow survived and this article put together some tropes that I personally would just love to not have around anymore let's hear them okay I'm not gonna go through all 10 because that felt like a lot after the situation I just put you guys through <laughs> so I I picked six of the 10 so I really cut it down <laughs> yeah just bare beans mm, okay these make me angry but they are everywhere (laughs) a quote-unquote hero who behaves terribly towards other women in order to reinforce how special the heroine is and how grateful she should be for his kindness and attention also just an abusive relationship absolutely nice Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. another um indication of Probably problems in your relationship going forward. The framing of the hero's insecure jealousy as attractive as opposed to emotionally immature at best and downright dangerous at worst. This is the one that fucks me up Mm -hmm. because who touched you is hot for me. I feel that. I feel that. I (laughs) I recognize in real life I would not appreciate it. This one for me, like, that's not that's not necessarily the full and like some take it to such an extreme like, their jealousy, like, for me, Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, locking you up and not yes, letting you communicate that. with other people. Because for me, like. Taking I, you away from, that's cult behavior. Mm-hmm. Taking you away from your other relationships. Yes. Yeah. For me, that's the part of this that I don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't feel on board with it. I think when you combine who touched you with, I don't need to kick your ass, she'll do it for me. <gasps> mm-hmm. When you put them together, that's a good That's move. hot as hell. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. fucking The hero expresses almost uncontrollable sexual desire toward the heroine, reigned in only by what a good bloke they are, and their love for the delicate woman, whom they are certain their carnal desires will terrify. That's odd. It's really... This is also a situation, though, where the man is like this, like, he's this sexual being and can't hold it in, and the woman is this... It... And this is kind of combining it with another one that she put in, but I took it out because it felt pretty similar. Like, the the dominant, overly sexual man and the virgin. I have a—I don't love—I'm um, obsessed with her because she's a virgin. That, that's the problem. I'm fine if you're like, she's also a virgin. That's but cool, because like, that's, the, that's the case for some of us. But right. when that's, like, the defining thing, like— If that's important for any reason other than general information for safety, then it's dumb to me Mm -hmm. because it's just not it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Agreed. (laughs) This one. I'm sorry. Some of you have to hear me say this word. The simultaneous orgasm. Because that's a thing that we all do. (laughs) We all come at the same time. I'm really sorry. (laughs) That means it's true love. And if you don't, it's not love. Absolutely not. I didn't know if you guys knew that, but that's If it it doesn't happen at the same time for you both, then... Call it a day. Absolutely. What are you doing at this point? You're so bad at it. Oh, my God. I... (laughs) hate that (laughs) like i get that it's a literary thing and that's fine but we have reinforced that so much that like people probably think they are doing it wrong people probably i mean back in my inexperienced days yeah i probably would have i was thinking fuck what's happening like i didn't do this i didn't do this right right like it's just not the sort of thing you can do which leads to guilt later for like right if it has magically happened to you, I'm happy for My you. Well, that's great. And it can happen. What I really but... want for you is excellent orgasms mm. at any time. At all times. That's what I want for you. Mm. For all of us. For all of us, really. Sorry, Dan. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> 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 that. <laughs> we'll call it there. The last one that I'm going to talk about is reinforcement of binary gender roles. Because it's 2023. Gender isn't binary. And at the end of the day, it's perfectly okay for any person to take on any role they want in a given situation. Do they want to be more dominant or more submissive? Do they want to be more of a like out there in the business world? Or do they want to be a homemaker? Do they want like mm-hmm. you can be whatever you want to be if you're anywhere on the spectrum of gender? And you don't have to be the same thing every day. Absolutely not. That I love can that. change. And I'm I'm reading that more and more. Where mm-hmm. people are just, uh, they don't even use binary language. Right. Where they talk about partners and experiences rather than men and women. Like it's, And I enjoy that so much. I love that. Because nobody's nobody's out of that circle. Right. You know, because the, the the point of stories is to imagine it's happening to me, first mm-hmm. of all, and to feel like it's part of us. You know, we relate to it. Yes. It could happen or I, I something like that happened to me or and I and and I can't if your language and attitude is so specific that I'm alienated. Right. So it's fun mm-hmm. when they spread the love. Exactly. I'm super on board. So those were those were her list of. That was most of her list of things that should be removed. I think like that, that it's, we shouldn't. it's uh, more like don't hurt people and not any like kink shamey things. Yes. And that was that, nice. so she talked about it in her article that this was not a kink shame situation. This was we need to take out violence for the sake of violence mm. or like dominance for the sake of I legitimately think you are below me. Right. Instead of. I think that's hot. Yes. Because Which is a totally different thing. That's a whole different situation mm-hmm. and it's perfectly, it, it's a perfectly acceptable, wonderful thing for people who participate in it consensually and helpfully. Mm-hmm. Like we should never, we should not kink shame. We shouldn't. We should not. It's, it's cool to like what you like. Like what you like. Enjoy what you enjoy. And and, and discover It's so much fun. Right. And that's another cool thing that romance novels do. I feel like there's all kinds of things that I I didn't, that hadn't occurred to me. Yeah. Different ways to be in a relationship or to show affection. Right. Like, sexually and just in general. You know, ways to experience relationships, friendships. Yes. A lot of times the friendships between women in romance novels are my favorite part. I love it so much. It wasn't until my adult life that I had those experiences with other women. Yeah. And and they are treasure. Absolutely. And I love reading about them. Same. And feeling like they're real. Because for most of my life, I thought that was pretend. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. so i think I think that there's so many there's so many aspects about love that that we can learn from like you, we don't have all those kinds of relationships in our own lives, right. So, to see them in other people's lives and to learn to understand them or to be curious about them it's exciting it fill it fills in a lot of spaces. Mm-hmm. it's It's kind of beautiful. I agree. I agree. This was a this was a long too long of a trip into Shannon's brain. (laughs) (laughs) We loved it the whole time. Oh, good. There's so much more to tropes out there. Like Mm -hmm. there, there were things where I found where, um, using trope hashtags and social media, like TikTok had a very particular explosion using tropes to, it, it helped content creators really like define. Yeah. And authors on TikTok are like, if you are into this, this, and this, this is Here the book you I'm writing. Yeah, it was, it's like such a way to curate books that are just for you. It's so nice. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. So I this is this is an all of tropes, and I I think it, go look them up. It's fun. The yeah. lists are really wild, and it, it it gives us a way to talk about a thing that maybe we wouldn't talk about before. Yeah. when it has a name that we all know. Exactly. There's something about putting a name. Mm-hmm. to a thing women on the t- on the internet are so much more likely to say they wanted to read a reverse harem book than mm-hmm. they are like i want to know a girl who has three boyfriends at the same time yes like it's it's just it's just easier to communicate it with is. these names right we give it a name then we can talk about it absolutely and that has been fun i love it so much <laughs> <laughs> ah this is fun i'm excited this is we're delving into some interesting things here. There are so many different bits and pieces of romance novels. <sighs> I'm loving it. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> Can I? Is yes, loud. That's just the tip of the penis. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my brain went after I said it. I'm like, oops, I, yeah. I missed an opportunity there, and I'm sorry. It's not as funny when you say it after the fact. <laughs> Oh, my goodness, friends, let's do this again sometime. This is going to be the worst. (laughs) Say hi to your mom for me.